scripture reading for this morning may be one of the most familiar texts from our holy words, from the many places where we bring our texts. And so you'll know John 1, we'll be reading verses 1 through 16. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify to this light, so that all might believe through him. And he himself was not the light, but he came to testify to it. And the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of humans, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. And from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Hear what the scripture is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, uh, Jules, we, we talked about this before we started recording that, uh, this text has moved us to both to tears. I was moved again as you're reading this, like I, I'm emotional reading this text uh, because of the reminder that it is to us. But before we get into what it reminds us of, I wanna talk a little bit about John, um, about the gospel of John and, and sort of why I love it so much. <laughs> uh, it's different. It's different, it is different. And, we have Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all what we call synoptic gospels. And that it's a synopsis of the story. It tells here are, here's the, the plot setting characters, the narrative of the story. And it, it mostly aligns those three gospels do with a few variations, but storytellers do that. We know that, synoptic, right? Synoptic means looking the same way. Yeah, exactly. They, they kind of looked at the story similarly with different details maybe, but mostly the same. Yeah. And then here comes John, <laughs> who doesn't seem to care much at all about that. Has a completely different uh, mode that, it, that he's um, using. There's, it's much more poetic. There's a lot more like uh, theological revelation and discussion and the whole prologue is this beautiful theological treatise. And I, I love this gospel because in terms of the details of the storytelling, the order of events, John's not as concerned with that. It's more about how God is being revealed in these instances that he talks about. And, and we also find in this book, um, the number of, of signs. This is the book of signs, right? This is how God has been revealed in the things that Jesus does that are miraculous or supernatural or beyond our expectation. 
And that all of these things are pointing to the presence of God, the presence of God in Christ and the presence of God in the universe. And, and we're set up for all of this way of telling the story by this beautiful prologue that is, once again, I, I say it's a reminder. It is, um, I think it's incredibly appropriate to read it at the time of year that we do. I love words placed in the lectionary that after we come out of this season of telling the story of the birth of Christ, um, this comes along to remind us that it's not just about the events in the life. This is, this is uh, cosmology. This is the way the universe functions and our place in it. So uh, I, I love this text. I, I could, this is my favorite text in all of scripture. Big fan, was very excited to get to talk about this. And the, and the way we want to get into it is to just ask, clearly it's moved us emotionally, both of us this week. You said that you, you know, that you've ever cried over John 1 before, but you did this week. That's right. And people who know me are not going to be surprised. It's not the first time I've cried about John 1. It, it, it's really moving. And I, but I think at this particular time in our lives and in the life of the world, we need this reminder. So question for you is what reminder did you take from this text? And, and did you need to take from this text at this particular time? Yeah, I think there's two reminders. One, I have, for some reason, had John 1-5 stuck in my head for months. It's been just like the boiling down of the message I need, which is the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. I have needed, I can see as like making you feel emotional too. Yeah, I have needed to hear that in the midst of this deep darkness that we're all in, not just the winter, but the pandemic, 2020 this season of waiting around all sorts of things in a, in a way that Advent hasn't felt light, mm. it felt darker yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, I just needed to hear those words and I've said them to myself, I've said them to other people. And so for me, it's a reminder that actually the darkness never wins in the yeah. end. In the end, there is no place in which you can open a door from a lighted room into a darkened room and the darkness comes into the lighted room as opposed to the opposite. There is no instance in which the world works that way. And so I've needed that. The other reminder it has given me is that if I can listen carefully, I can sort of see the poetry in the universe. And in a time when that has been very hard for me, for sure. I needed that reminder right now. I read poetry every day. I like, I, I, the thing I do not love John's gospel the way you do. I love Luke's gospel. I love the earthiness and the people's stories and like the specificity and the grit and the, all of the brokenness of like humans and all of that. John doesn't have that. He doesn't care about that. He like takes this bird's eye view, right. And wants to look from the stars basically mm -hmm. down onto the the, the living that we're doing. But in that is such, it's such poetry and it helps me to remind my, it helps me to be reminded of the larger story that I'm a yeah. part of and that it is beautiful. Even when, you know, you can't see the suffering on the planet when you're orbiting from space. 
but you can see what like the whole story is in some ways. Yeah. And that's how what I feel like John does for me is it, rem- it reminds me to pull back and to look at the cosmic impact of who I am and who other people are and who, and that we don't, in some ways don't matter. Like I don't matter in like a really helpful way, not in a dark and despairing way. Right. Um, and, and then I get to hear God's voice in a different way. I, I remember John, John, and especially chapter one reminds me of something that's very hard for me to remember, which is my mother's voice. Um, the last time I heard my mother's voice was 2008. Mm. And the only way I can get to her voice is by remembering the song she used to sing to my brothers and I when we were very small. So maybe 30 years ago, she used to sing, you are my sunshine. And if I get really quiet and I think of the words of that song, I can hear mom's voice again, but it's the only way I can get there. This text does that for me. It like reminds me of how God sounds in some way where I can be like, oh yeah, all the noise, all the stuff that gets in the way of me remembering this. Like if I just read John one, I start to be able to like hear that voice again and hear that story and hear that poetry and get in like the bigger, like, Oh yeah, there it is. And I don't know why, but I think that there's something about the way that this is poetry, right? Like this is the voice of God um, present in a very strange and mysterious and beautiful way for me. So that's what it reminds me of those two things. What about you? What does it remind you of? Well, first, let's just sit with that for a hot second because okay. that was beautiful. Oh, thank oh you. beautiful! And and, and similarly, I, I think the reminders for me are uh, kind of run in the same vein. Yeah. Um, the reminder that this is the way to me. I need to be reminded that this is the way ultimately the universe looks. Yeah. This is what this is the meaning, I mean, and this is going to sound maybe hyperbolic to some degree, but this is the, the meaning, meaning of, of everything. Yeah. It's the meaning of everything. Right. Like this is, this is the way it's all supposed to be. Um, this is why the incarnation to remind us that there's, there's a bigger story and uh, that, that the presence of the presence of God, like we can, we can experience and we can find it if we're looking for it. And that's why it, it sets up the rest of the gospel so well, because here's a sign, here's a sign, here's a sign. Be, pay attention, pay attention, look, see this, this is God present. So to me in this time of, uh, again, I, I clearly need to be reminded that the darkness doesn't overcome the light, but, but it, it, that's because you take a much broader view this is a reminder that things uh, won't always be the way they are. And I need to hear that, I, I, especially right now, <laughs> that yeah. things that that's ultimately it, the universe bends toward light and goodness and hope. And the other thing it reminds me of is who I am, like my whole purpose our whole purpose uh, is as humans, um, as an incarnation of sorts of our own. We now are the body of Christ. And if that's the case, and we are the ones who, 
who see and get the light and don't ignore it and lean toward uh, death and darkness, like we have, we're called to live into that. And if we get that, then we live life motivated differently. And so for me, this it reminds me of the, um, the ultimate reason for my being here and mm. the reason for my, that I, I live my life the way I do. And I, I'll say, I'll, I don't want to speak for you, but, but for those of us who um, are either in social services or ministry or all those kinds of things who aren't motivated by, by money or power, or some of those things that can be, that are occasionally compelling. Money's fun, Power's, power can be fun, but that's ultimately that's the story lives so deeply in yeah. my core that this reminds me of, oh yeah, this is why I'm called to do this work of loving people, of fighting for justice for the oppressed, of of doing the work of, of uh, helping us live into what Jesus says that the meek will inherit the earth, that the mighty will be brought down, the lowly will be lifted up, which we, we read in the Magnificat, like that's, that's our purpose and we get to participate in that. And, and I love that the prologue frames cosmology and the universe and then narrows it down to Jesus and then you. Yes. This is this is how you, this is how I, this is how we live this out. Mm. And then we have to, we it's on us to figure out what that looks like. Um I for for me, um it, in this season of um darkness, but also transition and grief and pain and all of those things to be reminded of, you know, you put it you don't, I mean, you don't really matter. Um, I think the, the way I might say that is um, so much matters. Yes. And you get to be a part, you get to be a part of what matters, but you sure as heck are not all that matters as much as so often we can find ourselves feeling that way, totally. especially now right? When we're self-preservation and survival are like at the forefront of our mind all the time. We're wearing masks to keep ourselves safe and to think of ourselves and to keep others safe too. So I, I guess, yeah, that I, I, I'm starting to ramble. I want to be aware of that, but um, I, I'm just moved by this, by this reminder that the wholeness of the universe is huge. We are but a small part of that, but we're a small part of it that matters so much that we're invited to be a part of incarnation. Yes. That's, you and I found a text this week that was sort of a paraphrase of this scripture yeah. that I think fits perfectly with what you're saying. And I've been hearing these words in my head as you've been talking um, this Episcopalian named Jim Stamper wrote this and he said, initial, this is John one. Initially there was a pattern for everything. The pattern was God's God was the pattern. The pattern was always God. Everything came from that pattern. There isn't anything else. And I just like, I'm getting moved by that. Yeah. That is 
so beautiful what you're saying. Like nothing you can do will remove you from that pattern. Yeah. Nothing that, you know, you can offer to the pattern. Like that's, that's a possibility. You can mm-hmm. be a part of it intentionally. Um, but it reminds me of not only the beginning, but then the end, like you and I were telling stories of friends who have died and who have been worried about what happens to them in the end. And the idea that those people, those family members, those beloved ones are just, they're a part of the pattern and they don't leave it when they die Um, is also really powerful to me to be reminded, like, we're not just talking about beginnings. We're Mm -hmm. also talking about the whole story. And John is hinting at the whole story just in these 15 verses. And when we can kind of keep that whole story in mind, the way that you're talking about, we'll be able to live more abundantly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it will also, I hope, and at least it, it does for me, um, it can pull me out of my um, self-centered funk sometimes yeah. to be reminded that uh, this, the pattern, I mean, we, when I think in, right away of pattern, I, I think of just like basic plaid. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I want to be just a line in plaid, right? But that's not the kind of pattern that we're talking about. We're no. talking about a, a, a rhythm that is universal and that we get to be included in. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful beyond words. And it's, to me, it's the pattern that... Um, you know, in the times of, of, that I have of doubt, when I struggle in my faith, I can't escape this, that the pattern is within me and I'm designed by it and I'm designed to be a part of it. And so I, I, I can't, I can't look away. I have to engage with that. And I think that that's the beauty of the prologue is to remind us of that. I love this particular paraphrase it's an invitation and a reminder I guess right it is it's both and I I love that you talk about doubt because John's gospel has been used for a lot of things we you know it's often the first thing offered to new Christians which is crazy to me because it's so complicated and difficult (laughs) to understand yeah but when we are in the depths of darkness when we are in the hardest places of uncertainty tenuousness, limitedness, humanity, Mm. we start to lose the larger picture. I think that this is the text to send people to, to, it's a text I go to. If I cannot in the moment or for many moments in a row, believe in God, which Mm -hmm. sometimes happens to, uh, it happens to us all. And it definitely happens to me. What I can believe in is the line the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Mm-hmm. It's that is the single most meaningful piece of text for me in possibly all of scripture. Um, when I'm in, at my worst or when I'm feeling the, the least stable. And so well, all of the things that you're saying make total sense to me. And I think the, the idea that John and this text addresses all of that life, death, resurrection, doubt, faith in meaning that. like purpose and meaning and yeah how the it. world is structured is mm-hmm. is worth spending more time with worth thinking about what reminders uh we all need and so that's actually the question that we have for people right mm-hmm. is, just one 
just one question this week. If you, you know, you heard Andy and I talk about like, what does this remind us of? What does this draw up in us, this text? So the question is simple. What reminder do you need right now? Then maybe what does John's gospel help you be reminded of? But what reminder do you need right now? Mm. So that's it. That's the conversation about John 1 verses 1 through 15. Um, I, 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 think, I, I think we could have gone 45 minutes or more. Because we could have just keep talking, I keep going, but we'll, we'll stop for now. And, and cause we'll save some in case we ever have another conversation about this. Someday. Excellent thought. invite you to sing to and with one another our closing benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious, gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you peace. Continue to stay safe, continue to be at peace and to be the light of the world. Love you and miss you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.